I played the video of a recording of y'all hearing that she lies on me. And she said, I lied, Sebastian. I told my lawyer, he knows I lied. I'm going to call him to see what I can do. And y'all still let her come up there and tell the jury she seen me with a gun. And they hand y'all a book just like this of her medical battles. You know people just like just throw that out sometimes. Oh, this one's crazy. This one's crazy. No, that girl crazy. Medical, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to disrespect you because I know people got mental problems, but she has mental problems. They hand y'all a book like this of her medical Department had 45 or more places walking in New York. And we that console to be assigned to the purpose of the park. Do the park, so I took the $50,000 out of my pocket and did it that number. Ah! And now they're doing the park, if I didn't do that, they now this number they're doing the new park. Right there? Right there? They closed the. Ah, I love you, Mom. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's why I was here. Trinidad James face. What's up? What's happening? What's up? What's happening? That was trash, by the way. If you were looking for like a pick me up or track. Chris Brown mix. We're gonna need a, we're gonna need us a DJ because that ain't Chris. Round mix. Oh wait, no, you were, you were, I'm sorry. Let me let me get to your uh, your guy because you were looking for something maybe a little long this speed, a little long this speed here. How was your week? How was your day? How was all that great stuff? It's been one for the books. It's been emotionally draining. This week, it has been. It has been. Uh, you know, a song don't get a lot of love. We're gonna get to the emotionally draining stuff, but I go hold you. Your boy put his foot in that uh that beat. Yeah, think not. He, he he put his foot in that beat. I ain't, I ain't gonna hold you. But then, of course, this is my. We're gonna skate for one song, one song only. Okay, okay. All right, let me stop. There goes. You could open no, with that. I'm no one's DJ. I would have appreciated I'm... that instead of that pop Chris Brown joint. Uh, I, I want Chris Brown. Okay. 
I, I want Chris Brown. I'm sorry, I got one more. I'm sorry. Like we always do with this Hey. 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 I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. That's exactly that's a response people give just because I'm good. I actually yeah. tell you all the time and you say, I'm good. Yeah, Thomas, not your Thomas, my Thomas, maybe our Thomas. Uh, Thomas Miller, he always asks, like, hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm like, I'm good. He's like, yeah, but how are you mentally? Like, your mental health okay? He's like the only person that ever asks. But, you know, yeah. That's that's something I'm kind of trying to incorporate in the, hey, how you doing? How are the kids? How are you mentally? You know, because that that's the part that matters. Because people will be like, yeah, I'm good. Kids are fine. Kids are kids, you know. Like, what's your mental space like? I heard someone say uh, very recently, it stuck with me all the time. It stuck with me since I heard it. But when someone asks, how are you? When you ask, rather, how are you? You got to be prepared for whatever the answer is that follows that. Yeah. Because if you if you ask me how am I and I just start pouring out to you and that's not what you expected and then you shut down now I'm like okay well I'll just be like I'm good going forward yeah but I heard that and that, that's kind of stuck with me whenever I ask people how they are um, you do have to be prepared for uh, whatever response yeah kind of like uh, that episode of on Curb with Larry David when. Funkhauser's sister or something, like his retarded sister. He needed like a babysitter or something for her. And he was like, yeah, you know, let me know if I can do anything. And he was like, oh, yeah, you can actually. But, you know, you like, it's just something you say, not really expecting people to be like, yeah, I actually do need you for X, Y, Z. And he was like, wait a minute. I was just like, I was just saying that. I wasn't really volunteering my services. But, you know, that's, we just be like, how you doing? And expecting people like, yeah, I'm good. And not really, you know, expecting a, a unpacking of like emotions and everything. It's just something you say. But we got to start putting empathy and care behind our, how you doing? Not just for like small talk, you know, especially for people that you care about, that you know, that you have a relationship with. You know, that's cool for like a coworker that you're just passing by that you don't really know. You're just like, hey, how you doing? But for like somebody you know, like a family member or a friend, like, yo, how you really doing? Just full for thought. All right. I see where we're going. All right. 
Uh, let's see where we're going. But seriously, though, how was your mental state? Actually, that because I do care about people's mental well-being. It's been a very emotionally draining week. You did say that. Did yeah, say that. I was very serious. You did say that. Yeah, it's been like death and my brother's moving and emails moving to another career. It's like a lot. It's been, it was like this one week. You know, I was going to, you know, yeah, life experiences. That's what um, I wanted to talk to you about anyway, but I'm glad this kind of moves us in that direction. Uh, Let's get to it. Top of the line. Um, Rest in peace, Tom Reed. Affectionately loan to some of you guys as Deacon Reed. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time there because it's not going to be that type of podcast. Congratulations to uh, Mel and Ron Lamar and Eugene. Um, congrats to you both on your career journeys and paths. Um, career life experiences. Are you one of those people that can learn more from a life experience than from a book or uh institute that teaches you about life yeah for sure for sure I mean, because I would... there, are, there are always like exceptions you know to the rules so just because a psych 101 book says xyz that really might not how it would be for me in my life you know what i mean like Everything is not to the book. Some things you just have to go through, um, you know, and experience. Even when it's right in front of you in, in black and white, it's like, okay, well, so how does that apply to me? You know what I mean? Like, you actually have to go through it and, you know, try and fail and get back up again and set a plan A and a plan B and, you know, five-year goals. And, you know what I mean? You just have to be in the thick of things for me. I was listening to uh, Snoop's album, which kind of jarred. It jarred this conversation, um, thinking piece, because I was listening to his album and one of the songs. He's uh, it's called "Let Bygones Be Bygones," and he's pretty much saying how he has respect for Suge and how him and Suge are in a cool spot now, but he said he had to go get that. Um, he had to go get cool with Suge because it wasn't always like that. And in the song, he's pretty much bigging up Suge, saying, you know, I was 18 years old when you came and got me. I was selling crack. I was doing this, that, and the third. And you came and gave me a record deal that changed my life. Like, um, And just in that perspective of him mentioning... uh, what Suge did and like how what they did it can go down in history in terms of what they created with Death Row and I didn't even peep it but at his um Hollywood um Hollywood star ceremony he wore his Death Row chain mm-hmm. and all of, all of that's in a song but I started thinking like dag Snoop been through a lot he's seen a lot like he talks about beating murder ca- like he he beat two cases and being able um because 
then I then I thought about like him with younger people as a I'm gonna say not glorified, but as probably one of the most infamous crips that anybody knows. He's had conversations and sit downs and been in a lot of places. He's been around Martha Stewart for crying out loud. Like there's not one person that you can say doesn't know Snoop. Right. No matter where you go, uh, someone's going to know Snoop. And I was thinking, dang, like, for someone like Nipsey to be able to have him as a, a, a mentor, or somebody like Kendrick, like, you can't beat a conversation with somebody like that with a book lesson any day of the week. Yeah. And when I, when I was thinking about life experiences, it's like, for all the stuff that Snoop has seen, he can probably get, be a better life mentor to somebody than a guidance counselor at a school who gets paid uh, a salary for a certain amount of time and having a X amount of kids that they have to mentor that they really don't necessarily counsel. They don't know their life. Yeah. Yeah, and okay. it, it got me, it got me thinking to like just hip-hop in general and how it's such a beautiful place that you get people that come from or have seen the worst of the worst and now can make transition into um, the business world. Like all the rappers retiring. Jeezy. Uh, I don't know if Ho's retired, but you, you get people that have seen the worst of the worst and now are transitioning from that. I saw um, Draymond say about Boogie Cousins, like, if you can make it out of Mobile, Alabama, you can do anything. And that, and that just jarred this whole uh, life experience is a roller coaster rabbit hole, rather, that I started going on was because it was like, you genuinely can learn more from somebody else's experiences if you're not a knucklehead. It's like, yeah, whatever. That's just you. I'm, I'm still going to get money. Like, right. you can actually learn from somebody in these positions, in these uh, states of mind. Yeah, but sometimes you actually don't learn. Like, think about all of the the lessons your father taught you when you were, like, 14, 15, 16. And then when you became an adult, you were like, oh, yeah, I see my pops was talking about. So sometimes it's just like, yeah, I know more. I'm an OG. I'm your father. I'm your mother. I've been through it all. Let me show you the ropes. Sometimes you just have to, it's, it's not going to take, because you went through it, you want to prevent me from going through it, so you're going you know, to give me these gems. Like, it, sometimes it doesn't resonate, resonate until it's like, yo, that's what Snoop was talking about when he was like, boom, body, boom, body, boom. That's what my mom was saying when she was like, now I see it. But sometimes it takes that, your own life experience, you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean because I had one of those eureka uh, moments when I was at college. Because like for a while, um, when I was just being a teenager, trying not to be under anybody's rule, um, me and my mom really were at friction for a long, like majority of high school because I just didn't want to 
oh, tell me when you're coming in. Tell me when you're leaving. Like, I didn't want any of that. And one day I was sitting at college in the cafeteria and I was just staring into space and I was like, oh, crap. That's what they meant. They just was trying to make sure I was safe. I think I said that up here before, but they just trying to make sure that I was safe. Like, if I leave the house, of course, no one knows I'm at, especially if I'm lying about where I'm going. Right. And anything can happen to me. And all they really like, they just trying to look out for me. I had one of those moments. So that's what I, I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah. But even in um thinking about Snoop, um, I was thinking about, uh, and you can see how crazy this rabbit hole went, like Bloods and Crips and how, like where, where it even started for them to start beefing. And now they're on a, yeah, I don't care nothing about that. It, it, it's more about, you know, peace and love and, um, building a community. Yeah. But it wasn't always like that. Yeah. Yeah, especially out like, you know, where Snoop was from, West Coast, LA, it was it was like a war zone. Yeah. Like gang wars. Yeah. And then I was thinking about like Compton in general, like the stuff niggas had to see in Com- like Kendrick's Good Kid Mad City album is a great example of like what life was supposed like it gave you a nice picture of what Compton was like. Mm-hmm. But even with that, I was like Dang, niggas and niggas in Compton saw they saw a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They Whenever saw- I hear like an athlete or somebody made it out of Compton, I'm like, yo, to God be the glory. Thank God you made it. like because it was it's rough out there. Especially, you know, eighties, nineties. It's like anybody make it out of there, that's a miracle. But you know, it's it's different now and you know that could be, you know, attributed to people like um, Nip, him linking arms with YG, who was a, a blood, and Nip being a, a crip. You know, Snoop showing love to everybody with the gang, who's blood. You know what I mean? So it's like times of changing, experiences, talking about life experiences. It's like, I, it's not really that cool anymore. You know what I mean? Like, just bloodshed for no reason. Nobody's like, you know little rocks and, and coke and street hustles like all right it's more to this this thing called life let's see what's like we we've done the war we've done the killings unnecessarily back like all right let's what's on the other side now and that's what it seems like is happening at least from the outside looking in I'm pretty sure there's still you know like crazy gang related you know killings and stuff like that but not as bad as like the nineties, eighties Hold on one second. I'm I got something queued up and I want to play it right quick because it's speaking to exactly what you just said. Top of the morning. This is something I wanted to address real quick. You know, there's a lot of people that didn't like really appreciate the unity walk yesterday. Don't like peace and all that. And I understand. When I was out there, I didn't understand it either. They couldn't talk peacefully. They tried and I was like, nigga, this school yard. You can't find a homie in my generation that even put in more work than me. You may find one or two that put in as much as me, but you ain't gonna find none that put in more than me. And I'm here to tell you that shit was worthless, bro. When they try to peace, I don't want to peace. Look where I'm at. This shit ain't cool, bro. Crazy part of this. You go this way to me, two cells that way, you got 60. You go two cells this way, you got bloods. 
We wait for each other when we walk the child, bro. We united in here. Nigga might not hang with a nigga every day, but we know we got each other back. And I don't knock y'all out there that don't, that ain't with the peace, but don't get on people that are. Some people just tired of this shit, bro. That's a one blood, one cuz off uh, Snoop's album. I was listening to that earlier, and I'm like, I just nigga know I was on this rabbit hole. But that was one of the things, like, nigga in jail saying, yo, I got niggas from the 60s down the left. I got bloods on the right. Like, we wait for each other to go to lunch. Like, we we ain't about, like, we don't care about that no more. Yeah. Look look where you end up. It's either dead or in prison. It's like, all right, you do a life for what? Now your life is... Multiple years behind bars. Was it all worth it? Nah. Um, I, I, I don't think so. But the jail conversation leads me right to Sebastian Telfair, who kind of opened us up in a very inaudible uh, thing of him in jail. Or well, not in jail. Him before leaving the courthouse after being sentenced for uh gun possession yeah i feel like sebastian got very lucky i do too and new york and where new you, you york like it's different. very hard to get a carry a license yeah and the amount of like the guns that they confiscated is like you only got three count your blessings bro like i understand it was just like it was, it was on some bs it's like all right I got my license. I'm just transporting it from one house to the next. Like, I ain't really doing nothing. Like, I get that part, but it's crazy. But yeah, like, three years and the gun laws in New York? They gave Wayne that crazy time um, when he got caught with a gun and got locked up. Like, yeah. New York ain't one of the places you want to play around in terms of uh, yeah, gun laws. Yeah. It, it's probably one of the more difficult states to actually get a carrying license. Yeah, it's almost impossible. I think there was that was a episode on billions. As a matter of fact, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's pres- pretty sad pretty sad uh turn of events for Sebastian Was he in a league bef- like or was he overseas before uh this year 18 to 19 Yeah I think he was overseas I think he's been out of a job for uh, a minute in the league Hmm. I remember him signed to was the Thunder, I want to say, or Minnesota. Hold on. I, his whole career path, though, was crazy. Yo, you remember when he first came in, he was supposed to be, like, the next big thing? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't really take his career that that's serious, and this is what happens. Bounce around, bounce around, and you end up out the league. It's crazy. You mentioned uh, being out of a job, and 
Your boy Colin may not ever get a job again, and I think it's going to be Nessa's fault if he never gets a job. <laughs> Why? She, I get your support of your 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 spouse, mate, whatever, but sometimes I think she just overdoes it. Yeah, so his last team was the Thunder 2014, and he was in China uh, from 2014 <laughs> to 2017. Well, his cousin was in China and made a, quite the name for himself. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. Yo, is that knocking at my window? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let them niggas in. Um, but yeah, I think Nessa does. She does a lot of talking, and where it may come from a good place, niggas really ain't looking at that. Them owners is looking at her doing all that talking. Like, yep, we don't want that near us. You can probably like, because I think I, I almost positive, she kind of deaded the talks with him in Baltimore. Something she said or uh, tweeted that it, the, the talks that he had with um, Baltimore. I'm not making that claim 100% on her, but willing to bet money yeah. that that's concrete. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think he really wants to be in the NFL as like a uh, the cap we saw with the 49ers when they went to the Super Bowl? Or do you think he just wants to be in the NFL, maybe like as a backup? Like, what do you... You you know what what annoys me the most is that we haven't heard from Colin. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of my my gripe with him, too. It's like, all right, niggas, speak up. Like, you got Eric Reed talking, Nessa's yapping. It's like, where's Cap? And the only stuff that he does post is like the stuff for his organization or like the videos of him training, you know, saying he's still in shape. But it's like, all right, like, was that a part of the, the settlement? Is- That's exactly where I was going because when we, when we came up here and we found out he settled, that was one of the like, Eh, areas of gray that we we were unsure about was like okay well so what does this mean he settled big ups to him he got his money right. but does that now mean okay you can't speak about anything I know not it was even PA involved but it was like to what extent can you not speak on the NFL at all or can you not just speak of this trial or like to what extent does this NDA go and the fact that he's not even like you know, speaking of, he hasn't even sat down. You know what I mean? Like, at least Carmelo went to see Stephen A. And was like, you know, let me get my own narrative out there. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of angles. This is what it is. And you're going to hear it from me. And then y'all take it and run with it. Not nobody else's story. Not Lala. Not Kyan. Not <laughs> Dyke. <laughs> None of the like, you're going to hear this from Melo. And then y'all do what y'all do. It's like even Melo is like, so come on, Colin, like give us something. You don't gotta give us the amount you settle for. It was like, what's your plan? Do you can you like you gotta let us know, bro? 
You gotta let us know. And the fact that he's not, it makes me think that he doesn't really, doesn't really want to be in the NFL. Like, I know he's still training because, you know, you never know. There are, what, three quarterbacks to every team. All of them suck. You know what I mean? So it's just like you just really never know. Somebody can call you out of the blue, like, come work out. Let's see what you got. So I get it. But I don't think he really wants to to be in the NFL because that, I, I think he knows that he's not going to get a starting job. And if he's not going to get a starting job, then it's like, all right, what's the point? It's not like mellow situation where you could impact the team as like the sixth or seventh person off the bench is, you know, second string quarterbacks are not really seeing playing time unless your starter gets hurt or you guys have like some wildcat offensive schemes when, you know, you put the second string in for like a drive or not even a drive, a down. I don't think that's really what he wants. So I think he's past, like like Jay said, we're past the kneeling. Everybody was mad at that. I think Colin is past <laughs> past that NFL playing thing. And I think he's looking you know, forward to his organization and the awareness that he brought, you know, to social injustice and police brutality. And he's doing great things for the community. And, you know, that's that's just as big to me as being a starting quarterback in the NFL. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's been what three years? Yeah. His percentage dropped towards the tail end of his uh, career. His his percentage dropped. He was at sixty two in two thousand twelve. That was the year they went to the Super Bowl. And in 2016, he was at a 59%. Although that may not seem like a huge dip off. It, it, what I'm pretty much getting at it here is his production as a starter was diminishing. Mm-hmm. So, no, he, he, he might not get a starting job. Okay. Tom Brady was a backup. I think that... The, and, me saying Tom Brady was a backup was to say that he was he was at least on a team waiting for a shot. Same with Aaron Rodgers. He's a backup. Yep. Something happened. You you get the driver's seat. That was cap situation when he was in San Fran, actually. He was yep. a backup. Yeah, 72 touchdowns for his career with 30 interceptions doesn't necessarily scream. And this is not a, a cat bashing session for those activists. That yeah, are, in all fairness, the 49ers were pretty bad that last year. So that wasn't really all on him. But, you know, it's a numbers league. You, you go by the numbers. You go by the optics. What does the film say? They were all bad. It was. It was just. It was a. It was a shit show in in San Fran, like the, the front office, everything. So you know, there's that factor as well. Can he still play? I believe he can. I believe he can. I believe he's, you know, better than a, a few starters. 
in the league right now. But you know, there's it's 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 not that that simple. It's not that easy. But this the same like we um mentioned Mello, and I think if people actually did it like a bingo of what we talk about every podcast, um, I think someone would have bingo already. You do you think what topics do you think come up and before this is just a little sidebar. What topics do you think come up that would put we would put on our bingo uh board in ter- in terms of what we speak about or what comes up just about every podcast? Wait, what? I'm asking you, what do you think would be, what do you think topic-wise we speak about or comes up pretty much every time we do a podcast? You may not um, notice it when it happens, but I guarantee you, you'll start paying attention to it when it does, because I, I started doing it. Really? I don't, I don't know. Kanye. Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Jay-Z somehow. Okay. It was another one. And I heard it just now. And I, and I, I can't remember. But for sure, it's Kanye. In some way or form, Jay-Z. In some way or form, <laughs> Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. I just think that's funny. But yeah, it, back to Colin. Um, I think if he gets the notion or he gets the the mindset, I'm okay with being um someone's backup and not a starter. Not to say that that it'll happen because his time in NFL might actually just be over. But if he has the mindset of, oh, I'm okay being a backup, I don't know if it changes the position, but it could sway the way people think about him. Because I don't think he's a starter in this league. He may be better than a couple starters that's playing, but there's three years of Russ. Yeah, and he's old. Well, not old, but like, you know, he has age on him. This is one. Um, this is gonna be my show. But you mentioned watching film. Um, but Peyton's places on ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus. Yes. Um, one episode in particular that I was just wowed at was him sitting down and talking to Ray Lewis, and for both of them to be out of the game for as long as they have been, to hear them talk. And to see how excited they still get for football. Like they were talking about just the chess matches and um, the film. And this is years removed. And both of them can recall plays when they were matched up against the other and said, oh, okay. Well, well, Peyton was like, yeah, I remember it was this one, uh, um, this one uh, post route. And Ray was like, yeah, you threw it to Marvin Harrison. And Marvin came across the field and I laid him out. I'm like, how do y'all retain this stuff? Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. But that episode, like, and to see Ray Lewis get he because he was standing up and almost in Peyton's face the entire interview, like in a good way. Mm-hmm. But it was just his excitement about 
recalling the game. Yeah. And saying that people like uh, Peyton and Brady made Ray Lewis a better quarterback because he, he watched film all the time to get better. It's dope. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back and watch the rest of the episodes, but I wanted to watch that one specifically because I remember um, watching them literally do chess. And, and you see, like, uh, I think it's like a credit to old NFL tape where um, Peyton's, Peyton's on the sideline. He's saying, yeah, um, that, that, um, that play worked, but... Um, Ray was over there, and I don't, I, I didn't want to throw it to Ray. And on the other side, you see Ray saying, "Don't line up, don't show him anything. After we break into the huddle, just get right into our spots. Mm-hmm. Don't give him anything." And just to see, like that type of, because you can watch the games and be like, "Yo, I love watching these two go at it." Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite Ray Lewis moments was I saw it on uh, NFL Films, Super Bowl. Like, he laid hands on that kid. I don't remember his name, but the kid that ran that uh, that punt return. It was like 106 yards or something. Yeah. He laid hands on that boy and was like, yo, go get it. <laughs> and he went out there. He returned that joint. I was like, oh, oh okay. That was yo. pretty cool. Even in that, uh, in Peyton's places, when you hear Ray talk, he gets you fired up. That nigga, can, <laughs> football has to be his job. Like he can't be yeah. a motivational speaker for like a, a a paper company or something like that. That nigga, he has to be <laughs> something that that requires that energy because he he was um talking about the Super Bowl coincidentally against the Forty ers in Kaepernick, where like the last the last quarter he told the defense all i need is your your best play give me give me one play and he, he said he told him that for the entire fourth quarter and he he wasn't going oh well yeah let's go out and get blah 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 he said and they showed the film of him saying one play i just need one play and he said that to the defense the entire fourth quarter wow he's special special we we spoke about the like athletes who are just not even programmed, but just have that God given yeah ability and like just smarts. And yeah, he's definitely he he's up there. Yeah, yeah. The IQ, the drive, the passion, physicality. Like he has, he's like the total package, except for that one little. Hey man, everybody kills somebody, man. Hey, but hey, no, niggas die every day, B. Yeah, he'll be alright. But yeah, Ray's Ray is one of a kind. Um, I mentioned Draymond talking about Boogie earlier, but is it is it safe to say Boogie's career is over at this point? How old is Boogie? Uh, I mean, you never know. We all thought, you know, Grant Hill was done and he came, came back and he had a little run. He's 29, Boogie. Yeah. Uh, 
you hate to see that though. It's like Achilles, now your knee. It was like an ACL, right? Yep, back to back though. That's that's yeah. not like a, a spaced out thing. That's back to back. Yeah. 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 I don't want to say it. I don't. I don't want to put that on him either, but at 29 years old, and those are two really bad surgeries back-to-back. Yeah. Those are like the two, you know, surgeries that athletes hope to avoid throughout their entire careers, like Achilles and ACL. And he's somehow managed. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I and dark too. It was like nobody could reach him. He was just like, leave me alone. So unfortunate. It's like, don't worry about it. I got you. I got you. I got you right now. Yeah, yo, prayers up for Boogie, Demarcus Cousins, like just trying to get back to the game, and the game is like, nah, bro. (laughs) You would laugh. (laughs) I'm laughing at you and your nah, bro. Not him trying to get back to it, but you saying the game like, nah, fam, chill, 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 chill. Yeah, yo, like. Recovery. Yeah, I do hope he does. Uh, I want him to come back. Yeah, I hope he does. Yeah, if you get the right doctor, you know, a nutritionist, you know, uh, fitness guru. So I don't know. It's like you know, you can work towards it. Lose some weight, boogie. Too big. Too big. They said he sl- he actually had slimmed down. Two legs. Yeah, he needs he needs to build. I don't know. I ain't no expert, but try something else. You know what I mean? <laughs> Diet, lifestyle. Why are you laughing? That stuff matters. When you be like consuming alcohol and, you know, like partying and I think it was playing ball and, and slides in the Bahamas. It's like, come on. Take care of yourself. Treat, look at Tom Brady. He get him Alex. Hiya, Alex. Was that nigga 43 and still taking the pounding for 16 Tom weeks? Tom Brady might be the other uh, bingo category. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady <laughs> might be <laughs> Tom Brady might be the other category. You niggas uh, you niggas at Popeye's owe me the fade, and all you niggas that's big up the sandwich owe me the fade as well. Nigga, nigga, Negro, Negra, boy. That Popeye's sandwich blows 
Chick-fil-A out the water every day, seven days a week, 24 hours within those seven days. Which one did you have? Let's let's get. I wasn't going to talk about it. I was just going to make fun of it. But which one did you have? Since since you're making from Popeyes, yeah, the regular joint. So you even have the spicy one. You just had the regular one. No, not the spicy one. I have to be. I have to have a taste for spicy. Like I'm not just ordering, you know, spicy chicken because like nah. But I have, I've had the spicy joint from your place and spicy joint, to be honest, from Wendy's blows your place out of the water seven days out of the week, 24 hours within those seven days for the 52 however many weeks in the year for those 365 or 66 days, like easy. I, I I don't disagree with you. I always say Wendy's has the best spicy chicken sandwich, period. But I do think it's marketing genius that every fast food company now is pushing chicken sandwiches yeah. on their timelines. Yeah. I saw Matthew preach, post an a, a Insta story. He was in Popeye's and the line was crazy. Line was crazy. People were saying they were sold out. They couldn't even get it. Ordering it on Uber because you know they didn't want to wait for the long. Like, he's like, "Hey, right, Popeyes, I see you. See what you did there." But that's why they they owe me my fate because I can't go in and get my regular meal because you dirty niggas at Popeyes <laughs> trying to try chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Nigga, I'm just here for the three piece. Like, there <laughs> Yo, can you give me my strips so I can go? I just want my strips. Just give me my strips. Maybe if they were smart, they would just divide the lines. Like Maybe. everybody that want chicken sandwich, come over here to the left. Everybody else, take this register. That would make sense, but people are apparently common sense ain't so common. That's a fact. Because yeah. that would make sense. <laughs> hey, if you order chicken sandwiches. Yeah. If I just want my three my three piece tenders with some mash, and I gotta sit on this hour long line because you know y'all being stupid and you're buying into this whole chicken sandwich craze, like come on, I'd be tight too, honestly. Popeyes managers, separate the lines and send the check to uh, Melissa's marketing of whatever face distribution. Um, but yeah. Fact. But I do, um, like I said, it's the other companies would be stupid for not taking advantage of this whole uh, chicken sandwich thing and just being like, we got a chicken sandwich too, nigga. Like, yeah, don't forget us. Tweet, yeah, we'll be here when y'all done something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, McDonald's, we ain't checking for your chicken sandwiches, bro. Have you had the chicken McGriddle from McDonald's? No. I was just about to ask you, do you still eat McDonald's? You know what's you know what's crazy? My son loves McDonald's 
and I really try to avoid it because I work like Same. 20 steps from McDonald's. So I'm like, nah, I'm all right. Same. I had McDonald's today for the first time in a long time because I usually just go to get him stuff and then I'm on about my business. But I'm like, yo, what was my fascination with McDonald's? What was it? Yeah. What was it? You were a kid. You were a kid. You were young, dumb, or you know, just hungry, and you had six dollars, so you went to McDonald's. Like, as an adult, like I don't see how adults eat McDonald's. I mean, the fries do be hidden. Let me not. If, if the fries, are, if the fries are fresh out, if it's a fresh batch in and fresh out for your order, yeah, you won. Give me my W. I won, but. If they've been dipped and re-dipped and re-dipped and they were just sitting under that light, nah. Nah. McDonald's, like, I had McDonald's the other week because the kids wanted it. So I was like, well, let me just get that because I'm not doing two separate Uber Eats. So I'll just get me a little, <laughs> like, I'll just get me a little fish meal, whatever. Like, I was like, come on, bro. This is a waste of $9. I'm going to tell you how my mom used to run game on McDonald's. And uh, listeners, you're welcome if you use this tip. But my mom used to ask for saltless fries. So she always got them fresh. Yeah. And then ask for salt salt packets after she got the saltless fries. Yeah. They probably don't do that anymore. Have you tried that? No, they they do it. They look at you like crazy. But they'll be like, "Um, you know you're going to have to wait. I'll wait. I'll wait for them. Because yeah. then they have to put new fries in. <laughs> they have to put yeah. new fries in. And before they, before they salt them, they give you the fries. And then you just ask for a salt packet. And that just makes them extra, extra crunchy. Because you just had me put fries down here only to <laughs> ask for a salt packet afterwards. Yeah. But that's, yeah. How, she, that's how she used to finesse it. Yeah, McDonald's is a dub. Leave that for the kids. Get your kids a happy meal, whatever. You know what the the crazy part about McDonald's is? Them niggas, whenever a movie comes out, there's seven million toys, and they only have three in circulation in almost every McDonald's you go to. Same toy. I'm like, if y'all give me this Lion King adult (laughs) Nyla one more time, like... Like, I don't have anything else. There's nothing else back there. Like, come on. Do yeah. you get uh? Do you, are your kids at that stage where the four piece no longer cuts it? Ethan, yes, he's now getting adult nugget meals. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah. Yeah, the first time we ordered it, we were like, all right, let's just see. For whatever reason, on Uber Eats, the one, the McDonald's that we order from, don't do sick kids' meals. And if I make nuggets at home, Ethan's eating eight. So it's like, all right, we're not going to order two more just for Ethan. Like, let's just get him the regular joint. And we were hoping, like, he would be overwhelmed because, you know, the, the fry box is real big and you get a, a bigger soda, not like the little chocolate milk. But nah, he had a blast. He ate but all that food. Down. Yeah. 
like, all right, so that's no longer a goal. <laughs> 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 you want this peanut butter and jelly, Ethan? Tiffany <laughs> 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 says that to me all the time because, like, I'll be getting Kate nuggets. I'm like, yo, the nigga don't eat six, he'll eat four because he'll play around with the other two. She was like, no, I get him six, and he eats them. So the... <laughs> I got that nigga six one day just to be like, watch. Watch me. Watch. No, watch. You made me get six. I got six. I looked at that nigga's card, and there was nothing left. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> My bad, Caden. <laughs> yeah, you... And he don't even eat the fries. He'll tear down the nuggets and won't even touch the fries. You see, Eva, she will eat the fries and not touch the nuggets. So now I figured to just get, and Ellie's the opposite. She'll eat the nuggets and not the fries. So now we'll just get one Happy Meal for them to split. Get yeah, chicken. Yeah. You get yeah. the fries and, you know, that's that. Because we don't, we don't want to waste food. We don't want to be wasteful. Uber Eats might be the, the, the greatest, uh, not invention, but the greatest lazy person cure. Sure. Like, for sure. What do you want to eat? I don't know. You feel like going out? No. No, not really. Right. You want to order something? All right. Yep. Because before it was just Chinese food. Pizza. Or your ch- if you live by a chicken joint, you can get that too. And that was it. Now we be getting red lobster delivered, bro. It's like, send that. Oh, we moving on up. Hey. Niggas got monies. Red Lobster delivery. I have no money, ladies and gentlemen, for the record. Ooh, big time. Yep. 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 Yeah, shout out to Uber Eats, DoorDash, uh, Grubhub. Haven't used Grubhub in a minute. This is really just DoorDash and Uber Eats. It's like our go-tos. Get Starbucks delivered. Bro, like, son! What a time to be alive. I, uh, I mucked up one time. I, because I do, I did Uber Eats for my job and to my house, and I was just ordering quick. And I'm looking at the app, I'm like, 30 minutes go by, I'm like, yo, where's my food? Oh, man. Cold nigga, like, yo, what's going on? Oh, um, the driver said, you never came to the door. He was there. I'm like, fam, I've been waiting for my food. Check the app. The nigga went to my job and not my house. Did you get your money it, back or did you reorder? What happened? No, I, I got my money back because it was at that, that time where everybody was closing for delivery. Mm-hmm. And everything was, we'll open tomorrow, we'll open tomorrow. Mm. About the disappointment, nigga. I, I ended up ordering Domino's just to be like, "All right, y'all niggas still open." But yeah, that just hurt my heart. I looked in the app. I was like, "Why would?" And then I'm like, "No, you idiot. You never switched it." So now every time I go to order, I make I make sure. Yeah. If That's I'm tough. at work, it's going to work. Or if I'm at home, it's coming to my house. But yeah. Yeah, that sucks. There's nothing worse than having your lips fixed and your taste buds going, yeah. waiting for, and then it's like not coming or it's the wrong thing or 
Your sibling ate it. It's like nigga. Uh, I was about to say, or oh, somebody eats it. Oh my god! Why would you do that? Really you ready to fight everybody in the house? Really don't don't talk don't talk to me. Yeah, I was waiting for that all day. <laughs> Did you ever use the spit line? I spit in that, so you know, enjoy it. Yeah, niggas don't care about that. Yeah, I I quickly discovered that. <laughs> <laughs> Be with Terrence too. It's like <laughs> like yeah, I spit in that. So he's like, I don't care. You must just. <laughs> <laughs> What am I supposed to do? I can't leave my soda in the refrigerator, bro. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you got to stash room temperature sodas around the house just to, to throw Nick off. The worst. Just throw niggas off. You got a show or anything before we cut out and give these people their weekends? Uh, yeah. Uh, the show called David Makes Man. David Makes Man? Yeah. It's a weird title, right? Yeah. It comes on own. I'm going to read it because it's, it's hard to, like... The guy that wrote uh, Moonlight, he's the creator okay. of the show, yeah. And Michael B. Jordan and Oprah and some other people, executive produced it. This is a drama series created by Academy Award winning screenwriter. That's the guy that I was just telling you about. Um, set in South Florida. This lyrical coming-of-age story centers on a teenage prodigy named David who lives in the project but attends a magnet school for academically gifted youngsters. David, played by, I'm not really thrilled by him, straddles two different worlds, navigating between the streets that raised him and the school that offers him a way out of poverty. His balancing act comes at an emotional price, which is portrayed in this original series on OWN that delves into issues of race and identity. David makes man. Yeah. Okay. Felicia Rashad is also in it. She's one of the teachers at that the school that they were mentioning. Um, it's very interesting. If you saw Moonlight, did you? With Mahershala? I don't think I have seen Moonlight. It was a really good you know, it was one of those movies that were out there that made you think. I enjoyed it. Email didn't. But if you saw if you saw Moonlight and understand the vein in which that was shot and written and you know produced, then you'll you'll be able to follow a show like this. Um, so yeah, it's brand new, only two episodes, and I dig it so far. Yeah, um, David Man on own Wednesday at ten, I believe. Oh, power. Comes back on Sunday for all you niggas that are interested in the not last season. I just come from the poorest parts. Okay. Okay, vibrato. Okay, vibrato. Come on through here. Our series finale. It's not. It is no. Fifty. Fifty said. Fifty said when they were shooting. You know what? This ain't the last season. It's too good. Yeah, first of all, I thought 50 was done with it. How does nigga pop back up on the set? Executive producer. Get Yeah, remember he was having like a stars beef and he was like beefing with Courtney. Executive <laughs> executive producer. Okay. When when 
when you get that EP in front of your name, you not only do you get more money, but you get more uh, control. So, yeah. were you at the premiere? No. What was I? What? At the premiere. No. In, in, in I, I didn't know until I saw everybody's Insta stories that the premiere was actually going on, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay." Like, what? Where was I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I'd have been mad though if I'd have went to like a, a a TV show premiere and Fifty Cent came out performing half of his discography. It was like, all right, fish, like, come on, just put the show on and you know let me go home. But that's just me. I don't know if I really care for like a live portrayal of Get Rich or Die Trying. You know what I mean? I don't think a, I've never been to a Fifty concert, so that that would have probably been. Sort of, kind of dope, but I hear you. If I'm, I'm, if I'm geared to thinking I'm coming to see Power, nigga, skip the concert. Although you might, in the same vein, and people that may not have never seen him in concert, like, oh, this is actually dope. I get a concert and I get to watch Power. What? Yeah, yeah. I heard it was lit though from like the people that were there that I know. So, but yeah, for me, that just wouldn't have worked. I'd have, I'd have been annoyed. <laughs> I, I asked Tiffany yesterday watching uh, Snowfall. But if I was in a if e- if email was in a show, would you be would you be able to watch it with him, or would you want to watch it without him? Like if he started in the show, that became a phenomenon. Nah, I would watch it without him. You would watch it without him. Yeah. Would you write notes and? Yeah, I don't want to hear your notes and stuff and how many times I had to do the takes and you know. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just watch the product. (laughs) Yo, on this day they served us lunch from this place. Yo, and I kept messing up here and I be had like no, I'm all right, thanks. (laughs) Just watch. I'm good, fam. Let me look at this, and you go do you. Yeah, I, I thought about uh, Franklin on Snowfall, and I'm like, damn, man, whoever this little nigga is, he probably sitting at home like, I can't believe like this is becoming what it is. Yeah. But good for him. Good for John Singleton. R.I.P. I was about to say, wow. Yeah. Rest in peace. This is for John. Um, we I like that. Snowfall one day. Yeah, I liked it too. Uh, we can talk about Snowfall one day. Or maybe like get into these shows that we're always name dropping. I'm, I'm, I'm for that. I'm yeah, for Snowfall that. is really good this season. I was kind of... Uh... I was kind of leery when John passed because I didn't know, like... Yeah. But uh, I was kind of leery, and then I'm thinking, nah, he's got to have, like, a mapped-out version of beginning and end. It can't just be, oh, yeah, I want to come out with a show. Let's get through a first season and then, like, build it from there. It's probably got to be well thought out in advance, and he knows where it's going. Yeah, I will hope so, honestly. 
It's a really good show. Yeah, we need to we need to talk about Snowfall. It's a lot there. It's a lot there. Crack epidemic. How it affected black families. And L.A. Yeah. Addiction, drug addiction. Yeah. I'm ready to have that combo whenever you are. But the, yeah, I'm 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 for it. Power, snowfall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. I'm gonna do that. But if that be the all the end all be all, um you guys get your excuses ready. I'm gonna make this one last push for you niggas that want a free league. Draft will be September second. <laughs> it will be September second. Will be on the NFL app. Last, I'll I'll post it one last time for you niggas. This is the last call for alcohol. Yeah. Um, but I'm not gonna play a, a play out song because that's just corny. Not really. It's actually really clever, but I won't play a close out song. Get your excuses ready, all of you. Um, for Monday, you don't need one next week because it's Labor Day, and you should have that off anyhow. But. And the niggas should be back to school by then, if they're not already. Next week, my gang is out of here. <laughs> out. <laughs> Granddaddy, uh-huh. out, out. Nah, I wish. Just half. <laughs> good enough. <laughs> I'll take two. I would love to see you when... Uh, all four are out of the house. Wow. I would love to see what your Insta stories look like when all four. Yeah. That, that's that's what I'm waiting But I, you niggas, that's all I have. I'll holla. <laughs>